the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Here we are. It is Thursday night, July. I almost said June. July the 6th. And the reason why that stands out of my, my mind is I'm going to the Yankee game tonight with Luca Joseph Idala. I'm very excited about that. It's Thursday. Usually Luca and I do Wednesday night, but, you know, we, we mix it up a little bit. Um, we have Sam Bellino in the house. Hello there, Matthew. Hey, hello there, Mr. Idala. Thank you for doing such a great job today. Uh, you gave me a whole bunch of great birthdays and stuff. We'll get to at the end of the show. We have Joni Pelzer in the house. Drive you crazy, but no mic, huh? No, you had the mic. On. I know. I don't want you to have to feel like you have to put the mic on. No, I'm no, loud no. enough without it. No, no, no. We're supposed to put the mic on. We have <laughs> two great guests today. We have the NYPD Chief of Transit, Michael Kemper. And uh, he's going to give us some stats and some numbers about what's going on in the subway. And then following him, we have Dr. Carol Lieberman. She's been a uh, she's an expert at trials. She's a forensic psychologist. She talks about crime and mental health and how they are intertwined. And you would be surprised on how intertwined uh, crime and mental health truly are, especially when you're walking through the streets of the city, which we will discuss shortly with the chief of transit, Michael Kemper. Um, but it, this is some really big news today that, that uh, Chuck Schumer, our senator, no matter how you feel about him, he got us $6.9 billion to begin the funding for the, what's known as the Gateway Tunnel Project. Um, the long-delayed project, which will build a second rail tunnel beneath the Hudson River, between New Jersey and New York is set to receive almost $7 billion in federal funds. The biggest such grant in United States history. Um, the bottom line is, is the existing tunnel is old and it's not in great shape. Um, the current century, a hundred year old tunnel does not have much time left after sustaining damage and corrosion from salt water that flowed in during hurricane Sandy in 2012. After the Obama administration prioritized the Gateway program as one of the most important infrastructure projects in the country, the project stalled during the presidency of Donald Trump, who urged Congress to slash its funding. The project will be funded by $6.88 billion federal grant and a $3.4 billion each from New Jersey and New York. Um, the project will create 72,000 jobs. 72,000 jobs, 72,000 jobs. I mean, that is a lot of jobs. 
and pump $19 billion into the state's economy. Schumer claimed Gateway is the most consequential infrastructure project in all of America. Chuck Schumer said everyone across the country agrees if the tunnels that cross the Hudson collapse or are unusable, our whole economy goes into turmoil. The announcement Thursday, that would be today, kicked off the engineering phase of the project, Schumer and the White House said. So, listen. You cannot like the guy, you cannot like the president, you cannot like Congress, but this is our tax dollars at least being used the way it should be used or they should be used because there is so much traffic between um, New York and New Jersey in terms of getting goods back and forth. I'm not talking about people going to work. I'm talking about getting people to, to about getting the trucks, uh, et cetera, and, and – um, the gateway tunnel really got hurt during Hurricane Sandy. Yes, Joan, go ahead. The trains. I mean, the trains, yeah. You can't they're, – they're so old, these trains are going to have a hard time getting through. They're the, the, dark. The tunnels are dark. It's the, There's got to be something done. Otherwise, we're going to stop everything. Look at what San happened Bellino. on 95. The, tun- the tunnels are dark. Are, aren't Bellino. most tunnels dark? Yeah. But- yeah, but they're not supposed to be that dark. They said that they're really too small and they're the trains just fit. Before we the go to Chief for Transit, bigger. before we go to Chief tra- Chief for Transit uh, Kemper, Joan, tell me about Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is in trouble for garbage. What kind of garbage? What'd she do? <laughs> Three thousand dollars, right? Three thousand dollars and thirty-two tickets. She lives in Tribeca, I believe. She's selling it. She or got sold thirty-two tickets. Oh, so she's probably not there. Tickets. No one's maintaining it. She's not maintaining the street. I mean, God, we got to do it all over. We can't just expect transit, uh, not transit. Um, but it's Department Sanitation? of Sanitation to take care of everything. Well, we're we have to do at, our job, too. We're working on the rats. Are you going to get a rat specialist back? I'm getting the rat specialist back, okay. too. And there's a new form of Twitter now on, on oh, don't Zuckerberg. Say that. Don't what, say Zuckerberg. that. Zuckerberg, go ahead. Talk to me. So there's a deceased assist. Cease and desist. desist. I can't even speak today. Cease and desist letter. This is brand new. Today, Threads was just launched. An app was launched by Zuckerberg's meta platform in competition to Twitter. It's not Twitter, but now apparently Twitter is sending a letter saying, what? No. So you must know more about this legally. No, I definitely don't know anything about it legally. I'm just reading what you wrote on a piece of paper. I wrote it on a piece of paper. I read that the Threads thing was being launched. I did not know about the cease and desist. So it's very similar to the Twitter app. And so that's why there's a a cease and desist letter. We got to get some from the civil side of the house. I watched, you know, you were talking about like the evolution of these things. I watched the movie this weekend by myself. It took me two nights to watch it. I fell asleep the first night because I was just exhausted about BlackBerry and the BlackBerry and the company and yeah. how it, you know, the rise and the fall of BlackBerry, how at one point I think it had over or right around 50% of every phone and that wasn't that long ago. It was Did like you have one? Eleven years, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, had the, I loved my BlackBerry. I had the curve, and I had the pole, yeah, yeah. and the the bold. But I understand it. It's it may be like people are still. It's still out there somewhere. Not really. But, but the end of the movie. People do have it. The end of the movie. It said that in 2011 or 2010, somewhere in there, it had 50 percent of the cell phones, and today it has zero percent of the cell phones. That's too bad. So, um, you know, Twitter better watch out and look over his shoulder. So, um, Twitter's not doing so well right now. I've so been, who I know. I, well, that's my, your friend Elon Musk. So <laughs> I was, um, I was in court today. I was in state Supreme Court in Brooklyn. It was like going home. I know everyone in there from court officer Shiaza 
to uh, Judge Del Judas, to Bill Neary, his court attorney, uh, just walking up and court down the reporter. halls. Jimmy, yeah, exactly. Jimmy Kildoff, who's one of the great lawyers over there. A judge, Herb Moses. It really is like, you know, obviously I'm in various courtrooms all over the state, or sometimes all over the country. But going back to where it all began, where I began, where I began in Brooklyn, New York. It was just special. I hadn't been there for a while, and it was just wonderful. So it was great. And I rode the train there, and I rode the train back, and with the exception of a woman screaming about Jesus, um, which was fine, everything was great. I helped, I helped another older woman lift her suitcase all the way up the steps here at Bryant Park on 42nd Street. We're coming back with the chief of transit of the NYPD, Michael Kemper. Don't go anywhere. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate? If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10 a.m., our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters of real estate. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet, you need to listen to Ion Real Estate. Dottie and her terrific team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there's no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. She's a legend. She's the best, period. Tune in to Ion Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 a.m. here on AM 970, The Answer. That's I on Real Estate. Don't miss it. Saturdays at 10 a.m. here on AM 970, The Answer. Bay Ridge Honda is kicking off the 4th of July by saving you $1,500. That's how much you can get when you turn in your trade or lease and purchase your next car with them. They've been your family-owned and operated dealer for over 60 years. Your Honda dealer serving the five boroughs. The Sabah family makes you feel like family when you walk into their showroom. Browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles and over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their 2022 President's Award winning dealership. Right now, get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 Honda models all month long. Plus, receive $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease when you purchase your next car with them. Even if you don't buy a car from them, they want to buy your car. So visit them at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn, New York, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. Available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for detail. N73023. Save the Storks is an astounding organization. You talk about a ministry that's truly doing God's work, saving lives, because Save the Storks has been creating baby-saving medical vehicles called Stork Buses for over a decade. What's a Stork Bus? These are state-of-the-art mobile medical clinics. On board a stork bus, a woman can receive a pregnancy test, an ultrasound, prenatal care, resources, and so much more. Every stork bus is designed to meet the needs of women where they are in their pregnancy and help protect the sanctity of life. Your compassion can help these women today. I'm a monthly Save the Storks donor. I want you to be one, too. I'm asking you to sign up and become a Save the Storks monthly partner. Your gift of just $35 a month will ensure that more women who are in an 
unplanned pregnancy are made aware of the choice for life for their babies and themselves. Donate now. Savethestorks.org slash Mike G. Savethestorks.org slash Mike G. Savethestorks.org slash Mike G. Remember when you were in your teens and you thought you were invincible? Well, the same rationale applies to adults, too. When we're feeling good, we think everything is okay, and we don't need a power of attorney, or we think we don't need a health care proxy. We think, ah, we'll worry about that when we're older or we become sick. Well, nothing could be further from the truth. The fact is, if something happens, you might not be able to designate a power of attorney or health care proxy. What happens then? Then the state or the courts may have to make those choices for you. Is that what you want? Of course not. It's essential to create a power of attorney and a health care proxy as soon as you can when you're healthy. Call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. They really know this stuff. They've been doing it for 40 years. They will help you make a plan that protects you best. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you. For a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer, call 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in iHeart or odyssey.com. It's Sam Bellino would take the A train Duke Ellington's classic. Uh, I almost took the A train today, but I uh, no need. I was the, the F train pulled right in when I left um uh, when I left the courthouse this morning, I took the six train to the four train. And then after court, I took the F train right here to uh, block away in 40 deuce. Um, and uh, I'm going to bring on our guest, Michael Kemper, who is the chief of transit for the NYPD. And Chief Kemper, when I was on the train, uh, the train ride this morning was relatively uneventful. But, but coming back on the F train, it was a very sweet woman who was um, preaching about Jesus, which, you know, that's fine by me. But boy, was she being loud about it. And there was a lot of hallelujahs and a lot, a lot of praise the Lord's. But for me, it was a classic New York moment. Uh, Chief Michael Kemper of the NYPD Transit, tell us. Give us, it's Transit Thursday here on the Idola Power Hour, I've been told by Joan. So uh, give us the transit update from the man who is on top of it all. Hey, first of all, good afternoon and hallelujah, Arthur. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Praise the Lord. So uh, thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, Listen, our our first, uh, I'm sorry, our second quarter stats were uh, just released. So that's right off the press. Again, we're down, uh, you know, we're down in crime uh, for the second quarter of 2023. Um, just about 2%. And, you know, leading that crime reduction, most notably, is robberies in the second quarter. Uh, We're down in robberies uh, just over 21%, which translates to uh, 32 less robberies in the uh, second quarter of 2023 versus last year. And, again, I know we speak about crime stats a lot, and, you know, I always get, like, this is you're comparing versus last year, and they don't compare about, you know, versus pre-pandemic. Uh, yeah, Arthur, we're down uh, in overall crime versus pre-pandemic also versus 2019. Comparing this quarter, we're down 6.7 percent versus 18, 6.6 percent versus 17, 5.9 percent. So, you know, this second quarter in, in the subway system, when looking at overall major crime uh, and, you know, if you, you got to take out the pandemic years, it's just not fair. The system was closed, you, you know, uh, uh, in, in big uh, uh, big parts of the year, 
Uh, but taking out the, uh, the pandemic years, 2020 and 21, there's only three years in recorded history uh, with lower crime numbers in the second quarter. So, uh, what, and what, what are those years, Chief? 2009, 2010, and 2014. I'll tell you what. I mean, you know, we're going back. I, I have 2000. Uh, I'm sorry, 1997 numbers in, in front of me right now. Um, it, it's almost uh, 65 percent um, lower now versus uh, 1997. I'm not sure what that means. Well, I, I'm I'm sure what that means, Chief Kemper of the, the uh, chief of the NYPD's Transit Bureau. Um, you know, I, on this show and and in life, actually, I test people all the time, and they are they they always fail, always a hundred percent failure rate. I say, when when was crime lower? Rudy Giuliani's last year in office, you know, two thousand two thousand one, or. Uh, or today, and everyone's like, oh, when Rudy was in office, it was much safer, it was much safer, it was much safer. 97 was when Rudy ran for re-election after he'd been in, been in for a whole term. Um, and we, uh, you know, the crime stats are so much better now. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Mayor Giuliani because he inherited a, a city that was a mess, and he really started the first domino to fall in cleaning up this city, but he carried on through his administration, through the Bloomberg administration, and even the first four years of the de Blasio administration. So uh, I know, statistically speaking, that we're, we're in good shape. But it's great to hear it from your mouth here on the radio so that people know the truth. Yeah, and listen, I'm looking at the year 2000 right now, January through June. So let, let's look at the first six months of the year and compare. And we can talk about the year 2000. Um 2,074 uh, major felonies in the subway system in the year 2000. Uh, this year, we're at 1093. Um, so, you know, more than uh, more than half or, or like just about a 50% reduction versus uh, the year 2000. Right. But, I mean, again, Chief, since, since we try to keep it real, especially with the two of us, 2000, basically April and May, there was, there was no subway system because we were all shut down for the pandemic. Give me a year. Give me, give me a year. Go back 25 years. Give me a year, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you the comparison where we stand right now versus pick the year. Okay, so let, let's just just because people use this as a barometer, let's go to 2000. Let's go to 23 years ago when again that was Rudy Giuliani's last full year. Well, second to last full year as the mayor. All right. So for the first six months in the year 2000, in the year 2000, 2074 major felonies in the subway system. This year, 1093. I am not a mathematician, but that's <laughs> about half. Me about, about half. Pick another year, just for the heck of it, if you want to. So let's uh, let's choose one of Michael Bloomberg's year. Let's go 10, 10 years past that and go, let's go to 2010. 11, six, I'm, I'm sorry, 1169 versus 1093. So we're down, not so dramatically, but we're down. But if you went to 2012, 1380. You know, if you, if you went to, uh, let me look, 2005, 1966, 2002, 1792. Again, we're at 1093 this year. Listen, I, I, I'm, I'm very pleased. Now, you know, last night I left the office pretty late, okay? I'm, I'm right here on 45th and 5th. Um, and, and this is not a subway story, but I know you can handle anything I throw at you. There was a, a now I'm talking about it was like one o'clock in the morning um, right here in Midtown. And I I took a little stroll and I actually walked around Bryant Park. 
which is closed, but there were many homeless people there. Now, they weren't like the mentally ill ones that you kind of see during the day where they're out and and really kind of causing trouble. I'm not going to tell you I felt unsafe. I actually felt really sorry. Some of these guys would dress like their regular working guys, like, and they just had a, a sweatshirt on under their under their head, and they were just sleeping on like a, one of the steps to walk into Bryant Park. And some of them were were in bad shape. What authority? Uh, because then you could translate this into the subways. What authority do you have, Chief Kemper of the NYPD Transit, when a guy is laying across three seats in uh, on the number six train at you know six forty five in the morning as people are about to start going to work? to move that person, arrest that person, find that person? What are you guys allowed to do? So that's a great question, and, and, and this is a topic of concern for uh, a lot of people. I hear this a lot, and, and this, is, uh, this, is, this is a concern of many, and that leads to the possession uh, um, uh, fear. You know, it, it, people are afraid. Now, you might not have been afraid, but – you know, besides being uncomfortable, besides being uh, sometimes uh, not the greatest odor, uh, it creates a sense of fear uh, to people. So, listen, being homeless is not a crime. Um, there's got to be some level of compassion, and we do. Uh, but I think it's important that everyone hears this. The subway system is not a homeless shelter, right? It's not a homeless shelter. And, you know, we're in the business of helping people, the police department. And, you know, we, we offer services. And we, a lot of the times we join with our, our partner agencies from either uh, a Department of Homeless Services or uh, um, mental health and uh, hygiene, hygiene. And uh, we engage uh, homeless people. Uh, we offer them services. Um, a lot of times they uh, comply. A lot of times they, 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 they take the services. Sometimes they don't. Uh, it's their right. We can't force them. Uh, but if they have no, you know, legitimate business in the subway system, they're ejected. You know, it's not a crime, but, you know, they, they can. And we eject people all the time that have no legitimate business in the subway system. So let me ask you a, a real logistical question for citizens here in the city. If you see someone and you want, and there's no police officer there and you want to report it, is this a 911 call? Is this a 311 call? How do you? How does a, a citizen reach out for help? So it, it depends on each situation is different. <clears throat> so you know, if, if for a situation like that, and it's 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 a, an individual just lying on, on on uh, on chairs on on a train, um, you could call three one one. You could let a conductor know they have access to us. And listen, a lot of your riders uh, will agree. I'm sure you. you there's, there's police officers assigned to the platforms. Um, 24 hours, seven days a week. Not not every platform, uh, but certainly we're on a, a lot of platforms. So if you see a police officer, you could just walk over to the cop uh, and let him or her know uh, that uh, there's someone outstretched on, on seats on a train. Uh, but if there's something more, if there's a, the potential of a crime or an incident to get physical, then, you know, certainly that would raise So basically you have to use your judgment. So if there's some guy on the street corner who's, you know, th- throwing his feces around and really harassing people, that's a 911 call. If it's someone who's just sleeping on, a, on the, you know, inappropriately in the subway station, you just either go tell someone in the token booth or, or, or conductor or something along those lines. 
Yeah, and and I'll tell you what. I, I think a good piece of advice is if you if you're ever in a situation and you're like, hmm, I wonder which way it should go, err on the side of caution and call nine one one. Okay, and, um, and let the police get there and triage the situation. You know, you um you said something very interesting the last time you were on last week. Um, and we're talking to the chief of the transit bureau, uh, Michael Kemper. He is, uh, he's the man who keeps us safe underground and above ground. I'm assuming you're in charge of the buses as well, right? That's interesting. Um, the answer, uh, the quick answer is no, but, uh, uh, we're working with the MTA right now on a project, uh, of joining forces, the, the uh, transit bureau, uh, we're doing some sort of presence and uh, enforcement with buses. So that's, uh, to be continued. Yeah, because it's interesting. If you think about the bus drivers themselves, they they're in much more close contact with the uh, the public than the uh, the conductors are on the the subway. But with the last time you were on, you mentioned something about bail reform and how you know you guys are are locking people up and what a great job the NYPD is doing in locking people up and how then you know they're out in a very short time. You know, how is that affecting you guys in general? I mean. It's almost like you know you're you're painting the wall with one with one hand, and then someone's coming in and wiping it off with the other hand to some degree. How is that affecting the morale and and the way policing is being conducted right now uh, in the five boroughs? So it's affecting so much more than just us. It's 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 really in in the bigger picture. It's 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 really affecting the ridership in the public. So. Cops, New York City cops. I've said this before. I've said it on your show. I'll tell everyone. They're amazing human beings. They're the best. NYPD cops are the best cops in the world. Uh, They continue doing their job with their heads up high no matter what. Uh, But you're right. I mean, we we call them recidivist criminals. uh, And we certainly have our share in the subway system. And we have people that have been arrested. We find ourselves arresting over and over again uh, repeatedly. Some of these people have dozens and dozens of arrests. Uh, We we, we have people that we arrest over 100 times. And um, every time we arrest someone, Arthur, every time we arrest someone, they're handcuffed and they're removed from the subway system, right? And somehow they're back very, very quickly in short order uh, to do another crime. And what these people do is they prey on our riders and we arrest them and somehow they're out again. And you know what? To be quite honest, there are some people that, you know, need jail, that there has to be consequences for some people. Right. I mean, how many times could someone do something uh, with, with no consequences? And, no. you know, before uh, there, there needs to be a deterrent. Listen, right? I, I see I see with my own eyes, Chief, you know, even though I'm a criminal defense attorney, I'm a, I'm a New Yorker first. I'm a father. I'm a son. I, everyone is uh, lives here in the five boroughs. So I obviously I want the safest city possible. And I sit in the courtroom. I sit in arraignments and I hear some of the bail requests. Um, I was a good friend of mine uh, was just in the office visiting from California. He told me that the L.A. district attorney has made an announcement that he, he, I believe it's a he. He is no longer prosecuting any misdemeanors. No misdemeanors. If you get charged with a misdemeanor, you go in front of the judge and they're dismissing the case. So I don't know what's going on with the whole country. And I will also compliment the NYPD. And, and, you know, it starts with the mayor uh, and, and all the way down. Regarding the homeless situation, you know, I was just down in Washington D.C. Uh, I mean, they have like tent cities in the middle of the capital of the United States of America, like big areas with tents, 
And then in the cover of the Times last week, they had this whole thing on, on uh, Hollywood Boulevard is all RVs. With, uh, the homeless people, you know, they took over the RVs. They put it right on the Hollywood Boulevard, but there's no appropriate sanitation or garbage. Uh, I mean, so it's this is not a, a New York phenomenon, the homeless issue and the crime issue. And I'll throw a bouquet at, at uh, Chief Kemper for keeping us safe in the subways because I think compared to some other huge cities here and very important cities here, we're doing a decent job. Yeah, just, uh, again, I'm going to touch on and just one more thing. When we take these people, uh, when we arrest these people, it takes the cops out of the subway system also because they have to process it. And, and the public and the riders are missing a cop out there. But to your point with the homeless, you know, uh, to the mayor's credit, I mean, from day one, from day one in his office, he, he, uh, he's he been very clear, very vocal that public safety is his top priority. And specifically with homeless, you don't see homeless encampments in New York City. Uh, you certainly don't see them in, in the uh, subway system. And, and if they do pop up, they're immediately, immediately taken down and, and removed. So, you know, that's a credit to uh, this administration and certainly to the men and women of the NYPD that uh, deal with this on a daily basis and don't allow that to happen. Okay, before I let you go, I got 60 seconds left. Um, any issues with tourists? I mean, this is the height of the tourist season now. They're in there, you know, they're all over the place here. <laughs> I'm right in Midtown, I'm in between Grand Central, Rockefeller Center, and, and Times Square. Uh, are, are you guys taking any special steps to, you know, go to those tourist attractions to make sure that the tourists, the, those who don't know to see, if you see something, say something? Uh, are, you, are we accommodating them in any way? Yeah, so I, I, certainly our presence is uh, increased at, at hubs and stations where our tourists are, that large crowds. And listen, just some advice I would give is to, uh, you, you know, try not to fall asleep when you're riding a train. Arthur, you'd be surprised how many people sleep. They wake up, they leave their bags on the floor of the train, they wake up, their bags gone. So just some advice, try not to fall asleep and hold on to your valuables because everyone's not a good person. Uh, and, and enjoy enjoy New York City. Enjoy and how about City. this? How about this? I'll take it. A, I'll, I'll take it a step farther, uh, Chief Camper. Take the earbuds out of your ear, or at least take one out of your ear, and actually look up every once in a while from your phone to know what the heck is going on around you. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Very, very, very uh, good advice. Absolutely. All right, here we are on Transit Thursday on the Idola Power Hour. We are so lucky to have NYPD Chief of Transit Michael Kemper. Chief, I hope you keep coming on because you came on last week and the uh, the uh, ovation we got from your appearance was overwhelming. So we thank you so much. I appreciate that, Arthur. Thank you so much. And call me. I'm available uh, whenever you uh, whenever you want to talk. Thank you. Keep up the great work. Keep up the great work. Don't go away, everybody. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Tonight, an actual sitting judge on the Sixth Circuit breaks down the SCOTUS decisions. Only on Legal Night on Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. This is Mike Gallagher. Sign up today for an unforgettable experience in Israel this October. Dennis Prager and I are traveling to the Holy Land on the Stand with Israel tour with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. This is a trip of a lifetime. You don't want to miss it. Register today before it's too late. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com, or call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519. And together, let's Stand with Israel. Want more? AM 970 The Answer? Go to am970theanswer.com to listen live. Tune in to podcasts from the shows you missed anytime you want. Learn more about our advertisers. Join the AM 970 Fan Club and sign up for events. am970theanswer.com. 
Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and graduation season is here, and many students finish college without a clear path towards a career. Do you know a graduate in this position? Well, tell them about Plaza College's accelerated program in court reporting, which allows them to speed their way into the legal field and make great money without going to law school. This is an in-demand, lucrative career with flexibility that more people need to know about. I speak to the district attorney's offices often, and they are in dire need of court reporters, courts schools, television stations, they're all seeking these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions, classes, live shows, and sporting events. With the national shortage, the National Court Reporters Association partnered with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z, and it's being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. So sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. D-U. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna & Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. The tires screech, the impact is felt. Boom. You've just been in a car accident. It's a scary situation that none of us want to experience. But if you have been injured in a car accident, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. It's important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. So if you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and at 212-486-0011. That's 212-486-0011. Or visit us on the web at idalalaw.com. Idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Kamins. Fighting for justice. Fighting for you. Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and I am in love with my shiny, bald, smooth head. Hemp Leaf products are made with all natural ingredients and essential oils to bring you comfort and relief and keep you looking young. Hemp Leaf is the next big thing in skin and body care. The whipped body butters and creams leave my skin feeling soft, smooth, hydrated, giving my aging skin the nourishment it needs to stay young and healthy. Their liquid black soap glides on, leaving my my skin soft, crisp, and clean. They also have this amazing muscle rub called Icy Pot. The guys at Hemp Leaf also gave me samples of a remarkable neuropathy cream called Helixer that I gave to Marianne, and she uses it on her heels. She said it's been nothing short of a miracle. Within minutes, it soothes her aching feet. Remember, they don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in it. Visit them at HempLeaf.com. That's Hemp, H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F.com. Mention the name Arthur at checkout, and you'll receive 10% off. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. All right, folks, welcome back. It's Arthur Idala. That was a great guest, Chief of Transit of the NYPD, Michael Kemper. It's uh, Transit Thursday, and we're so happy that he was on. But let's hear maybe a little bit why certain things are taking place uh, in the city regarding crime. We're bringing on the line Dr. Carol Lieberman. She is a forensic psychiatrist. She's an expert witness at trials, and she's the columnist for Inside the Criminal Mind. Um, Dr. Lieberman, I think you heard actually some of uh, the chief of Transit's interview and I would love you to take the airwaves over and tell us what you're thinking. 
Sure. Well, first of all, um, I am a born and bred New Yorker. And um, I used to, when I was a kid, I used to take the subways all the time to go into Manhattan from Queens. And I was not afraid. Nothing ever happened. Um, and, and you know, I, I read the New York Post every day, usually several times a day. I mean, that's not the only thing I read. But, and I see, um, I see tremendous amount of crime. Now, I, I want to preface this with, yes, I agree with him that NYPD cops are the best. And um, it's amazing they have been treated so shabbily. It's amazing these days that anyone wants to be a cop. Um, they're very brave and very dedicated. And, you know, it's certainly not their fault. Um, I'm not blaming the police by any means. Um, it's kind of a situation out of control. But what I'm saying, what I, a little bit that I disagree with is I, I don't think that the, the uh, statistics are that good. Or what I mean is there are other variables. That affect the statistics. Like, for example, um, during COVID, not only wasn't anybody out, but the population has been decreasing. People have been leaving New York. And similarly, as people see what's been going on on the subways, they're not going on the subways as much. So there are some variables um, that are affecting the statistics. It's not all, you know, as positive as as um, your pre- previous okay, guest but, Okay, but Dr. Lieberman, I... I- I wouldn't dare be so rude to uh, ask your age, but I was on the subways in the late 70s and all throughout the 80s. And I will tell you, there were times I was terrified. I mean terrified in during those periods of time. I remember uh, my uncle who uh, would used to ride the subway, he would put his wallet in his shoe. And walk around with his wallet in his shoe. Women were not wearing jewelry at all on the subway. So I think the pre-Rudy Giuliani days of the subways in the 80s during the crack wars and the gangs, things were much, much worse than they are now. Well, I guess, you know, I guess it depends which year you compare it to. But the thing is, regardless, um, certainly things are not good now. You know, maybe they were better. You can pick out certain years when it was um, this is better than, but it is certainly not good. There are horrible things going on in the subway. And yes, he made the important point about how um, so much has to do with the fact that people aren't being punished. You know, they're being treated with kid gloves and being sent out on the street. But I mean, you you know that there are people um, having committing crimes in the subway. I mean, all over the streets, really. But let's in the subways who have been in the subway and, and been arrested so many times and they as he was saying and they go back to the subway so something has to change and you know of course um, perhaps the primary responsibility is the DA and is you know putting them in jail and giving them um, more punishment for what they're doing yeah well I mean that, that actually has to do with the New York State Legislature and they changed these bail laws and um, so I mean as you heard the chief say there's people they arrest a hundred times and they they let them out um, just tell us a little bit about why, in, in terms of crime, um, we focus so much on the subway and, you know, why there's just such an emphasis on the trains and why does it want the crime on the trains, et cetera. Well, trains um, provide a very enclosed place. Like it's very, you know, in the street, you could try to run away. You could try to run into a store. You could try to, you know, if you're in your car, you could try to drive away. Not that there aren't, as you know, tons of um, uh, 
crimes, you know, daylight shootings and so on. But there's there's more of a, a, a chance to people have more air to breathe. And this affects the criminals, too. You know, um, it gives them a sense in the subways and even on the subway platforms. It gives them a sense that um, they can that people are very vulnerable. They are, you know, because because where are they going to run? And, and it's dark in the subways, you know, in the, on the platforms and in the train, you know. I mean, especially also we have the Kitty Genovese phenomenon where people see what's happening and they don't do anything, you know. I mean, some people do. But for the most part, a lot of people sitting on the subway will see somebody do something bad and won't really step in to help. Well, now we had two guys who did step in to help, and one was exonerated by a grand jury, and the other one is is now facing manslaughter in the second-degree charges. So that doesn't help the good Samaritan factor. Exactly. Penny. I mean, he should be given a medal instead of being put on trial. And, yes, that discourages people to help. Um, doctor, I just want to ask you, I know you've, you've been an expert, certified as an expert witness at trial. What, what type of um, expertise do you give at, in a trial? Well, I do. Um, I have done hundreds of civil and criminal cases, and um, sometimes I'm hired by the prosecution, but most of the time it's the defense. And uh, I, you know, examine the person, um, the defendant, and... Um, find, look at, look at it in a broader picture, you know, see if they have uh, some psychiatric disorder that caused them to be this way. See if they, in other words, whether they're not guilty by reason of insanity or whether there is some psychiatric disorder that is a mitigating factor. And, um, I've done all kinds of cases, you know, my, my favorite, um, uh, is, is one that I, one of the ones that I did early on that's, um, was the first one that was like a first high-profile case that I did, um, it was the Jenny Jones talk show murder trial. Do you remember that? Sure, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And I was the defense psychiatrist for Jonathan Schmitz, the man who shot. I mean, there's no question that he shot Scott Amador because he called nine one. John called nine one one after he did it. Um, and uh, there were there were lots of um, fact, psychological or psychiatric factors. Uh, basically, what I was able to get across to the jury, I was on the stand for a whole day, and I was able to get across to the jury that he wasn't able to form the intent to kill and all the things that were going in his mind at that time that prevented him from um, forming the intent to kill. And so, you know, the prosecutor in that one thought it was going to be a slam dunk because he called 911, you know, Um so, but I got you. End, so you have, you have some fun when you're in the courtroom on the stand. <laughs> I say that, <laughs> yes, I, I say do. that as someone who's called many an expert witness and I know uh, the hours and hours of preparation you put into it and, and the stress that's involved. One last question before yeah. I let you go, Dr. Lieberman, um, the, the mentally ill that we're seeing here on the streets and, and on the subway, I don't know. There seems to be more, than normal, but I could be wrong about that. But is that a little bit of a COVID function? Is that a little bit of a socioeconomic function? Is it a little bit of a what's going on in the streets with drugs? What What is Dr. Carol well, Lieberman? I'm, t- I'm, I'm glad that you asked me that. I wanted to, to mention that, um, that this is part of the big problem that you were talking about with the chief. Um, there is more mental illness on the streets and in the subways uh, all over, really, 
than ever before. And that is because the state, many state and county uh, hospitals, chronic hospitals, have closed. And that was something that they did, you know, a while ago. And there, with the idea, the mistaken idea, that people would go to uh, outpatient clinics. And it was supposed to be least restrictive environment. But the problem is, if you're a schizophrenic or you're a manic depressive, you need medication all the time in addition to therapy. And so, if you if you don't if you you know go into the hospital, they give you a prescription. Once that's used up, you oftentimes the people become psychotic again, and they can't find their way to a uh, clinic. You know, they don't or then they don't many don't want to take the medication. So um, that is a major, major problem because, and it's sad because mental illness doesn't make somebody violent. But if you're, you know, if you're in a psychotic state, you can't figure out what you're doing. And, and, you know, you may not want it. You know, you may be hearing voices that say to stab this person or, or do something violent. Well, Dr. Carol Lieberman, thank you so much. I can I hope you come back again because obviously you're a very valuable resource to all of the citizens of the city of New York who listen to this show. Thank you very much for finding the time to spend with us today. Very welcome. All right. The, that was Dr. Carol Lieberman. We spoke to the chief of transit, uh, Chief Kemper. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what Geraldo Rivera's 80th birthday party was like. Don't go away. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins. Suffering an injury in an accident can be a life-changing experience. Whether you've been involved in a car accident, a construction site accident, a slip and fall, or injured because of someone else's negligence, we can help. Our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you are owed. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you have been injured because of someone else's negligence, you have legal rights and may be entitled to significant money to compensate you for your pain and suffering. Hiring the right attorney is important. The combined experience of the lawyers at Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins will be able to lead you through the personal injury lawsuit process and aggressively fight for the best result. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins, fighting for justice, fighting for you. Perillo Tours is starting their 78th year in business with vacations to Italy and now Hawaii, Spain, and Greece too. I want you to join Joe Piscopo, our very own Joe, on a special Perillo tour to Italy. Steve Perillo and Joe have put together a very special Rome and Sicily customized tour. Three nights in Rome, plenty of time to see the most important sites, and a private, fun-filled dinner performance by Joe Piscopo. Next, you fly to Sicily for three nights in Taromina with special day trips along the coast, including Savoca, Forza de Argo, for sites of actual filming events from the iconic movie The Godfather. A wonderful wine tasting at Mount Etna, and then on to Palermo for three additional nights before flying home. The tour dates are October 18th to 28th. Call Perillo Tours at 1-800-431-1515. 1-800-431-1515 or visit perillotours.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970. The Answer. This is when Michael was like at his height, and then he came back in with the Jacksons. 
1984, they kicked off their North American Victory Tour at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. Over 2 million people attended the 55 concerts, which grossed over $75 million. Michael Jackson donated $5 million to various charities. But even though it grossed that much, if I remember correctly, the, the staging and everything that he had for it cost so much money that they did not make nearly as much as they thought they were going to make. Because Michael wanted all these gimmicks and stuff like that that made him so great and made him such a showman. You know, every day Sam Bellino gives me this great list of um, special events, special birthdays and what day it is. Like today is International Kissing Day. Um, but there's a lot of great um, birthdays today. Um, there's some heavy hitters in there. Yeah, Burt Ward. Sam Bellino, tell everyone who Burt Ward was. Burt Ward, if I recall, he's the original Batman. There you go. Batman. Batman. George W. Bush, the 43rd president of the United States, is 77 years old. The great Sylvester Stallone is 77 years old. Uh, Jeffrey Rush is 72 years old. John Keeble who we just heard earlier in the show from Spandau Ballet, is the drummer for Spandau Ballet. He's 64. Kevin Hart, the actor and comedian, who I think is excellent, is 44 years old. And our very own 50 Cent, otherwise known as Curtis Jackson, is 48 years old. And today would have been Nancy Reagan's birthday. She would have been, um, she was the first lady. She would have been 102 today. Um, we watched a little bit of Celebrity Jeopardy the other night. And, uh, man, I don't know, maybe it was last thing, two nights ago. It's I totally forget that Merv Griffin created that show. Um, if he was alive today, he would have been 98 years old. I remember Merv Griffin so well because my grandmother, um, May Piazza, Mary Favia Piazza, I was at her house all the time, and uh, between Michael Doug, the Mike Douglas show and the Merv Griffin show, they were they were always on uh, her TV show as well as the great days of our lives. Um, so speaking of days of our lives, like the sands through the hourglass, these are the days of our lives. Um, Sunday night, no Tuesday. Tuesday was July fourth, the fourth of July. And it was also Geraldo Rivera's birthday, his 80th birthday. And we were at a place called the Canoe Place Inn, and my whole family was there. Um, Marianne and Luca and uh, Arthur and Ariana, my in-laws, Jerry and Annette Bertuna, and their daughter Chrissy, and their son, my brother-in-law in common, I think is what you call it, um... Lawrence, Dr. Lawrence Haynes, and their kids, Madison and Gerard, uh, my sister Lori, my brother-in-law Carl, and my, my niece uh, Juliana. We were all there. Judge Pesci was there, and Christina was there, as well as like at least 100 other people. And it was a love fest. It was not really celebrity-laden. Bill, Rit Bill Ritter was there from ABC. Um, John Johnson, the, well, he's 85, also was there from uh, ABC. But it was, you know, Geraldo's friends and families who I've become to, I've come to know quite well over the years. Oh, Joey Jackson was there, my buddy, who's a CNN contributor. Uh, so there was a couple of speeches that were made, and they pulled Joey up, 
uh, Joey Jackson to speak. And I go, look, if he's going up there, I'm going up there. And uh, I gave a, a impromptu and relatively brief toast to Geraldo. Um, and I said if there was one word I was going to use to describe Geraldo Rivera, it would be generosity. Uh, and I don't mean f- just financially, although he is very, very generous financially. He will, you got to arm wrestle him to fight a bill. I mean, he picks up every tab all the time. But he's so generous with his wisdom and his life experience and, and his he's always got a, an ear to listen on and a shoulder to cry on when need be. Um, and he was just wonderful. And, and thereafter, as we were hanging out for the, a little bit later on in the night, I just said, it's a GR, you know, everything okay? Did I do okay? Because he's, you know, he's a big critic. And he actually said, he goes, your remarks were perfect. He's like, I'm so proud of you. I'm your biggest fan. We are really very, very, very close. Uh, he has finished his life at Fox now at twenty. after 23 years is over. Um, I think he's going to have a little bit of fun this summer. And I would not count Geraldo Rivera out of the world of media just yet. So um, that's it. I uh, Luca Joseph is here, and we are going to the Yankee game tonight. They're playing the second-place Orioles, right, Luca? They're in second place, the Orioles? Yeah. Behind the Tampa Bay Rays. So... It's a big game for the Yanks, um, and um, the weather looks like it's pretty good. So we're going to run out of here, and um, I don't know, we'll either jump on the B and the D, uh, or we'll jump in the car. I'm not exactly sure what we're going to do, but we'll figure that out. I'm going to go to the Yankee game in a suit, which is not normal, but it's like a seersucker suit, so it's kind of like keep me cool. And uh, I haven't been eating much all day. I asked someone in the law firm, to like, could you grab me a quick salad, just make me one? She did not do a good job, but it's okay. Um... I'll live. That's it. Have a great night, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the show. I thought Chief Kemper was great. See you tomorrow. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.